now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers, boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Welcome to the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Eilts. I'm Leo Eilts. And we are the Derriers. And we're doing it again, Roger. Still doing it. Still doing it. Yeah, yeah just we just keep doing it. We keep doing this we, thing. It's kind of, you know, we just figured out that we just keep doing it. Yep. We don't have anything else to do. Well, doing it is that, uh, you know, we're just traveling across the country. That's it. I mean, we're going uh, all over the place. Uh-huh. We're just finding music laying around in ditches. It and is. We pick it up and dust it off and play it. That's exactly what That's we do. That's it. Well, people ask us, they say, Derriere's, exactly what is Americana music? Well, that's a fair question. To which we have a decent answer. I mean, like we're an authority or something, <laughs> which we're not. But Well, no, but uh, we have an opinion, I an guess. An opinion, yeah. Yeah. And we believe that it's music with distinctive American, American roots. roots. And having said that, we give ourselves a lot of leeway. Well, yeah. It really opens it up. I mean, there's a lot of great American music. Oh, yeah, there really is. I mean, for instance, it could be Muzak. <laughs> right off the bat, huh? <laughs> it, could, it, could be, it could be rock and roll. It could be it could be heavy metal. It could be jazz. Uh, R&B. Soul. Uh, it could be show tunes. It could be barbershop. Honky Tonk. K-Jen. Uh, Tex-Mex. It could be Roomba. I like Roomba. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, what else it could be? It could be... Boogaloo. boogaloo. And yeah. it has been. It has been and will be boogaloo will be again, yes. uh, many more times. We like Boogaloo. We just mostly like saying Boogaloo. We mostly do, yeah. That's true, yeah. Um, well, the format of the show is that uh, each of us shows up each week with a virtual fistful of tunes. That's correct. That we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. Right. And uh, we take turns starting the show, and uh, this is episode 155. 155, boy. Yeah. And being an odd-numbered show, Leo, uh, oddly enough, you get to start it. <laughs> I still don't know how we ended up that way. But I don't know. I don't probably know. threw a dart. It doesn't matter that it much anymore. Okay, listen, I'm going to kick this thing off with a band uh, called The Outsiders. Okay. And, you know, they, they kind of almost fit in that garage band, uh, you know, category, except they, they actually kind of broke through. And they did a pretty good job with it. They uh, they came. They were a rock and roll band from uh, Cleveland, okay. Ohio. Good place to and start the, rock and roll. Good place, yeah. And uh, the lead the lead lead guy was a guy a guitarist named Tom King, and uh, the band had you know several hits. Now everybody kind of thinks that they were kind of a one hit wonder because of this one song I'm going to play, which is called "Time Won't Let Me." Okay, all right, from 1966. But the truth is, they had some other good songs, and I'll mention them here in a minute. But they had kind of a leg up. Um, on uh, on some other bands, and part part of the secret uh, is there uh, behind their success lay in the fact that their uh, embellishments with like horns and strings, right? It slotted in perfectly with their basic three or four piece instrument sound. You know, they just mm-hmm. they gelled it pretty good. It had a nice sound to them. But they they started out uh, as a band called the Starfires, and they don't nobody seems to know why they changed the name in the first place. It probably uh, probably the label. You know, when they got this new label, said, ah, well, we're going to change your name, too. But a total of the five 
former Starfire members, uh, were members of the Outsiders at one time or another. So wow. they, they changed the band uh, name in 1966. Now, it kind of gets interesting. Um, one of the advantages, another advantage they had of other um, American bands, uh, they were not neophytes. Uh, they, they were very experienced players. They'd been very active rhythm and blues band in the Cleveland area since 1958. And so they were playing sometimes six shows a week. Wow. And this is before all this other stuff would happen. Gee whiz. Yeah, they, they're pretty good. Now, listen, they, the, the band eventually uh, split and formed two different bands, right? And uh, one of them, they're both kind of fighting over the name of the Outsiders. Well, the one, the one group of them finally changed their name to Climax. Oh, okay. And they went on to have a hit a few sure. years later after that. So, All right. Now, yeah. I mentioned that they had more than just that one hit. In, uh, in 19, uh, 1966, they had four, actually, on the charted. In May, they had a, a song called Girl in Love. In August, same year, uh, had a song called Respectable. And in October, same year, Help Me Girl. So they, they had a good year. Yeah. Anyway. All right, enough of that. Uh, let's get after these guys a little bit. From 1966, it's The Outsiders. The name of the song is Time Won't Let Me. Time won't let me. Time won't let me. Time won't let me. 
Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. All right. Now we're kicked it off, Roger. Yeah, that's a good way to kick it off, Leo. I think so, too. It's got the energy up a little bit. Yeah. What do you got for me? Okay. Well, our pal Michael sent me a, a recommendation for an album. Uh-huh. And the, the, the album is called A Touch of Tabasco. Okay. And it's from 1959, and uh, it was uh, Rosemary Clooney and uh, Perez Prado. Okay, okay. sure. Uh-huh. Now, uh, Perez was a, uh, a Cuban band leader, okay, but mm-hmm. it was recorded in the States, and I'm, I'm going to assume and there were American uh, people playing on it also. There, there you go. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm walking the line just a little bit, but it's a great album. It is really, really fun. Um, and now, you covered Rosemary Clooney in Episode 7, mm-hmm. so if people want to go back and check out that, you did a great job of uh, giving her background and all. Um, but... Um, uh, uh, Perez, uh, he did um, a uh, 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 he popularized the mambo in the 1950s. I don't know if we've done mambo. I can't so think. Far. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, but uh, he he got to be so popular. Uh, he had the nickname King of the Mambo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so his orchestra topped the charts in the U.S. and the U.K. with the mambo cover of uh, Cherry Pink and Apple Blossom White. Great song. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're not going to play that one. Um, this uh, this album was um, it was a studio album released by RCA Victor featuring uh, Rosemary Clooney and of course uh, Perez Prado. This was the only album that the two of them recorded together, and it was promoted with free bottles of Tabasco sauce. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and the liner notes were contributed by Clooney's husband, the actor uh, Jose Ferrer. So um, uh, it, it, there's great songs on it, but I picked this one uh, from 1959, Rosemary Clooney, Perez Prado doing Like a Woman. Hey, bring out those Carmen Miranda hats. Good call. Like a woman loves a man That's how I love you Like a woman needs a man Darling, I need you I know, baby, I know what I want I want holding you very close to me Just as close to me as I possibly can Not like a child, but like a woman holds a man That's how I'll hold you Wouldn't blame you if you ran Now that I've told you I'm no baby, I know what I know And I know it's my plan Just to love you like a woman Loves a wonderful man Close to me, just as close to me as I possibly can. Not like a child, but like a woman holds a man. That's how I'll hold you. Wouldn't blame you if you ran. Now that I've told you, I'm no baby. I know what I know, and I know it's my plan. Just to love you like a woman loves a wonderful man. 
You look pretty good in that hat. You know, the neighbors kind of gave us the eye, though. Well, at least we have neighbors. We have neighbors. All right. Well, Leo, what do you got? I'm going to go hang these hats up. Yeah, please. Listen, there's a guy, his full name was Woodward Maurice Ritter. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, did you get it put away? Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, don't forget where you put them there. Okay. Okay, he went by Tex. Oh. Oh. Okay. And he, he was born in, uh, in January of 1905, and he passed away in 74. But here's the thing. He was a, a real pioneer uh, of American country music. Uh, he was a popular singer, and he was an actor from the mid-30s into the 60s. And, and basically, he was also the patriarch of the Ritter acting family, which included his son, John. Okay. Uh, you know, from Three's Company and... And uh, grandsons, Jason and Tyler. I mean, there's a, it kind of runs in the family, right? Wow. And uh, But he was born in a town called Merval, Texas, and he grew up on a family farm in a place called Panola County, uh, Texas as well. And then, now listen, this guy got an education. He went to the University of Texas at Austin uh, in 1928-2, and he studied pre-law, and he had a major in government and political science and economics. Yikes. Yeah, he's no, he's no wow. slouncher. But he, uh, he he got distracted by uh, show business. <laughs> as, <laughs> yeah, as, as it as, happens. As it happens, yeah. And so uh, for, in 1928, uh, he got a job at KPRC in Houston, Texas, doing a 30-minute uh, radio program of mostly cowboy songs, right? Okay. And then uh, in 1932, he actually starred in New York City's first broadcast western called The Lone Rangers on W-O-R, and he sang and told tales and stuff like this. So he, oh, but darn. He had a taste for it, right? In 1952, uh, he moved to, to uh, L.A., and here's where things get really interesting. Which is where all the cowboys moved to All back the cowboys yes. moved to L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it was all happening on the West Coast, man. <laughs> he, he, had a, he got known for this song he did from a movie uh, from called High Noon, and the song has been known by various titles, one of which is The Ballad of High Noon, right? Mm-hmm. It's also known as Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. Right. All right. But th- this one's really what caught my ear on this. Uh, there's this movie out now. It's called um, Asteroid City. Okay. It's it's current as of now. Okay. And uh, it's kind of a really different movie. And this song appears on the soundtrack of that movie. Oh, wow. As well. Now, the thing about it is this song... Uh, is, is only accompanied by, by three things, uh, guitar, accordion, and the Hammond Novacord. Oh, we've talked about the Hammond yes, Novacord. Yes, we have. Yes. It's the Novacord. And it's, uh, that, was, uh, that was used on um, Sweet Georgia Brown, wasn't it? Yeah. That version that yeah, we played? Yeah, okay. and, and it's And it was known as being the first electronic synthesizer, right? Right. And it didn't, um, but listen, the way they use it on here, they use it as a percussion instrument, and people for decades have been wondering, what the hell is that <laughs> sound? Yeah. But we just happen to know. Yeah. You know? Well, just because we stumble around just and find we stuff. stumbled on it. So anyway, so anyway it's, uh, it was recorded in, uh, what, say, say here, 19, uh, I can't remember. It was in the 40s. And it's just it's a, an, orig- an original tune that's got a very interesting sound to it, very sparse and very kind of sketchy. So pick your title, uh, but it's mostly known as The Ballad of High Noon. Do not 
Interesting, yeah, but that's cool. And I, I double checked my date; it was 1952. And here's the thing: um, he later sang this same song, right, at, at that year's Academy Awards ceremony, okay, where it won Best Original Song. Oh, cool for a motion picture. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, I look back. Yeah. Uh, episode 116. Uh, I featured uh, Brother Bones and His Shadows. Um, doing Sweet Georgia Brown, right? And they used the Nova Chord. Yeah. And at that time, I posted three pictures of the Nova Chord uh, at that's the right. Jerry but they're already on the website. Yeah. So yeah. they're there. If you go to the landing page, you could scroll down and find it. You know, one one reason those things weren't more popular for one thing, they were impossible to play, but they weighed like five hundred pounds. Yeah, they were heavy and yeah. everything else. But anyway, and they, they were yeah. temperamental. That's so. a great story. I've never heard that. Uh, uh, recording of well, it. there you go. And you know what? What? Uh, it's time for us oh, to right. uh, take a little break we'll here. A little break here. Yeah. Um, and uh, of course, tomorrow's moving day. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so we need to go out, police the area, change the cat box. We'll get to it. Okay. Or more. It's okay. He, he's getting a little fussy, yeah. you know. And of course, we have to check that left, left or inside duel. Uh-huh. And since it's an odd numbered show, Leo, I'm yeah. afraid that it's your turn. <sighs> oh. So, okay. Uh, okay. You sure it's an odd number show? Yeah. yeah, 155. Yeah. So, now last time you didn't put on the uh, uh, the outfit of fear. I'm not going to either. This I'm going to put on my Carmen Miranda hat. Okay. <laughs> Where did you put it? Uh, it's back in the closet. Okay, We're used fine. to keep them. Okay. You're, I, on, you're on hangar one. I'm going to dance out there. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. Uh, we shall. <laughs> uh, well, we'll be back. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. Okay. Well, we're back. Uh, 
I got got all the trash picked up, and yeah. uh, even some of the neighbor's trash blew over here, and uh, got uh, Ardmore's cat box changed. Okay, I'm sure he's very happy. happy. Yes, yes, he is. Um, how was the tire? You know, I think I may have gotten a, a method that works now. What's that? Putting the Carmen Miranda hat out on and dancing out there. Okay. It kind of takes my mind off, I think, Distra- just a little a distraction. bit. It's a distraction. Okay. And then I was in the middle of filling up, right? Uh-huh. And the, the little thing where you put it on, and it popped off of there for a second. The valve. It got my heart up there just a little bit. Okay. But I got it done. Okay. Okay. So how far was it down? It was only down two pounds. Okay. So that's, that's pretty good right that's there. Good. You know, I, I haven't been tracking that. Maybe I should have tracked that over the time. But. What, oh, how much... The tire Air. was down. It's usually been. I think the most it's ever been down is like four pounds, maybe five. It was five. five one, I think one time five, five yeah, pounds down. That was a that was a scary day. But it's a it, it's a ninety pound you know pressure well, yeah, tire. Well, sure. So, I mean, but yeah. but five pounds is still five pounds. Five pounds. Yeah, percentage wise, if percentage I could figure that in my head, it would be like uh, five. <laughs> Five pounds. That's five pounds. That's what it would be. That's what it would be. Well, we are broadcasting this week uh, from Zap, North Dakota. Zap. <laughs> you know, what a great name. It is a great name. But yeah. listen, I had no idea uh, what we were going to find out. Well, I, I, we rarely do. We rarely do. Yeah. But here's the thing. Apparently, this town, it's, it, we're in Mercer County. North Dakota, very, very real spot. Not and Roy Mercer. Not it, Roy Mercer. Okay, just okay. It, it, it's uh, it was founded in 1913 uh, along a branch line of the Northern Pacific Railway, and uh, the exact name origin, you know, nobody's quite sure. It seems like there might have been a Minnesota baking family or something, coal mine, coal mining town in Scotland. I don't know. Anyway, they just named it, you know, Zap. <laughs> <laughs> but, but listen, now listen. This is this is what I thought. Maybe somebody you know hit an electric fence or something. <laughs> just a zap. Yeah. that would do it too. I did that as a kid. Oh, oh I know you did. Uh, I know. And I said, "Wow, that hurt." Oh, <laughs> what, what did happen if I do what, it again? If I do it again. It <laughs> Explains a lot. <laughs> okay, so listen to this. There's this thing that was called zip to zap. Okay, and this is in 1969. And, you know, politics were kind of in an uproar during right. that time. It was the Vietnam War and everything like that. Well, there's a, this guy named Chuck Stroop, and he was a student at North Dakota, uh, North Dakota State University, right, in, in Fargo. And he, he could not afford to go on spring break to Florida like everybody else. So he comes up with this big idea, right? He said, uh, he said uh, it's going to be called Zip to Zap, <laughs> a grand festival of light and love. Oh, wow. All right. Now, so he plays it. was the 60s. It could have been Zig to Zag. It could have been Zig to Zag. <laughs> okay, so he, he puts this little ad in, in the campus newspaper, right? And uh, it, all of a sudden, it, it got wings, you know? And it's, so all, it's like uh, the uh, Associated Press ended up picking it up. And oh, my. Next thing you know, it's everywhere. So when the, the, the residents of Zap were going, well, this is cool. Because it's going to bring people to our town. Yeah, you know? we it's get only, some money coming. There's only about in. 500 people. You know? Yeah, right. And they say this will put us on the map. Oh boy, it'll be a whole <laughs> bunch of broke college kids. <laughs> well, they're stoned and drunk too, <laughs> as it turns out. So, it, so it, it got wings. It's the, all of a sudden there's thousands of people. They're chartering flights. So they're driving cross country to go to this <laughs> thing, you know. And it's totally out of hand. So first the, the, they they liked it. Oh, it's a whirlwind of publicity. And then all of a sudden they realize. Whoa, there's a lot of people coming here. So the party gets started. They started arriving on May the 9th of 1969. And they 
quickly filled the town's two taverns. And the demand for beer was such that the tavern owners decided to double the price. Oh, well, it ticked everybody off, yeah. but, but it didn't really matter because they ran out of beer almost immediately anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so the, the party was starting to get out of hand, and, and the locals began to fear for their safety. They got, they're surrounded by these crazy, drunken, stoned hippies and, and cowboys. And so uh, they, they, go down to the, they go down to the hardware store, and they buy every axe handle and, and, and shovel handle they can find because they figure they're going to have to duke it out. <laughs> With these guys, you know, I mean, they're really prepping up for it, you know. So it got cold that night. Well, they had just torn down a building downtown and they started grabbing all this wood and they built a big bonfire on Main Street. They're freezing to death and they're drunk and stoned. (laughs) Everything else. So finally, the mayor who had been kind of partying with him, this guy was named William Guy. he, he, He panics. And he calls in 500 troops from the North Dakota Army National Guard to quell the riot. <laughs> so by this time, a lot of these people are drunk and passed out you know, in the street. They, and, the, and the National Guard shows up about you know, dawn. Uh-huh. And there were only a few of them that were actually awake. <laughs> so, so, but it made national news, man. Wow. International news. It was crazy. So the, the, the whole thing, buildings, there was a lot of damage. But they say there was like... $25,000 worth of damage, right? Okay. And the damage claims were settled amiably, uh, both North Dakota State University in Fargo uh, and, and University of North Dakota in Grand Forks. They imposed a small surcharge on student fees over several years to repay the Downs people <laughs> for damages not covered by insurance. Wow. Now, listen, here's the funny thing about it. They still celebrate the anniversary of this thing. Okay. They, the most recent one was in 2019, in May of 2019. It was the 50th anniversary of this thing. Gee whiz. Yeah. So, so, wow. it's, so now, you wouldn't know it. It's a pretty quiet place right now. Yeah. But can you imagine this thing with like 30,000 people in it? You know the best part of that story? What? Is they went and bought axe handles and shovel <laughs> handles, and, and they weren't buying guns. And no, stuff, no. You that, know? No. I mean, back then, you know, th- that, that's how you settled. They were going to duke it out. They were going to duke it out with, with axe handles. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Oh, brother. Well, good job, Leo. Oh, anyway. I love it. Well, you know, people ask us, they say, there he is. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? What's going on What's here going anyway? On? Well, you know, they say, why are you just, you're traveling across the country in that old RV. That's right. You know, and, and you're doing this show and, and why? Well, because we, it's what we do. Well, and, and the reason we do it, the way we do it is because unlike our compadres uh, here on Truckers Radio USA. Yeah, right. Well, they have these things called. Ranches, yeah. And they get to do the show from the, the relative comfort of their ranches. You know, of course, uh, you know, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch. That's correct. And that's in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. Mountains. Yeah, Alan Bailey has the Swing and Gate Ranch. Uh, Oren Friesen, who is the human footnote of the Derriers. True. Uh, man, he reported in on our last show. That's right. Some great stuff. He has the Rock and Banjo Ranch in Kansas. Uh-huh. And we were whining to our pal Suzanne about the fact we didn't have a ranch. ranch. But she said, look at it this guy's. This way, guys, you, you've got the entire continental United States. Exactly. You've got it border to border, ocean to ocean. Mm-hmm. You can say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. That's true. And we do. And, and we run that range in our RV called Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Why? Oh. Rosie got us here to zap. 
Yeah, man. That's great. That's a great story. Oh, that's pretty yeah. wild. Finally, finally, an interesting place. Well, I'll tell you, the, it got out of hand real fast. Oh, it sounds like it, yeah. But it could, it could have turned out a lot worse. I mean, the guy, the National Guard showed up with bayonets affixed, uh-huh. only to find a bunch of drunk people sleeping around a bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> when you stop and think about it. That's great. That's just about perfect. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay, Raj, it's back to you. What's going it on? It is. Okay, so back in episode 151, you started something. Uh-huh. And you featured uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears doing And When I Die. Yeah. And that opened up the whole Laura Nero story. Right. Okay, and, and I think both of us were pretty much, you know, uh, transfixed with her story. I mean, yeah. it's a really an interesting story. Uh, and, and, of course, back then we covered... Um, that song, And When I Die, and mm-hmm. she sold that to Peter, Paul, and Mary for $5,000 when bucks. she was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, we both uh, found an interesting fact about her. So between 1968 and 1970, a number of artists had hits with her songs. And I'm going to read these off, and there's a reason. Okay. The Fifth Dimension with Blowing Away, Wedding Bell Blues, Stone Soul Picnic, which you played recently. Right. Uh, oh, also, Sweet Blindness and Save the Country. Right. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, no. Blood, Sweat, and Tears had uh, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Peter, Paul, and Mary with And When I Die. Right. Three Dog Night and Maynard Ferguson with Eli's Coming. Mm -hmm. Barbara Streisand with Stony End, Time and Love, and Hands Off the Man. And interesting enough, her best-selling singer, single was her recording of Carole King and Jerry Goffin's Up on the Roof. Yeah, exactly. So she didn't write. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, one thing we like to do is we like to go back and we like to listen to original recordings mm-hmm. and see how that song originally was. I think last week I did the original of Abilene. Yep. And it's always interesting. You go, oh, that's where it started and here's where it ended up. And a lot of times those original versions were mostly demos, you know, right. and, and that somehow, you know, maybe got shoved off and didn't really get paid much attention to. But. And that's what I expected when I started, because I want to go back and listen to all these songs. Mm-hmm. These were, these were recordings that she did. She recorded these tunes to, to produce them and, and publish them. Right. Um, fully fleshed out with uh, horns and background vocals. And what I found in listening to them is um, her recordings of them were the arrangements that these groups used. They didn't change a thing. I mean, no, they, you know, Fifth Dimension, all these people, they go, man, we can't improve on that. Mm-hmm. Let's just record it, do it ourselves. Yeah. So I, I was. So impressed with it that uh, I decided to put together... What? A mashup! He did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. Oh boy, we've been getting into mashups lately. We have, yeah. Okay. Okay, so here are the ten songs in order. And when I die, ten. You got ten. Ten tunes in Woo, it. Well, okay. because there were ten that were uh, were used in, those, in the, that three year period. Okay. And when I die, Stone Soul Picnic, Wedding Bells Blues, which is the real name, Bells Blues, Save the Country, Time and Love, Eli's Coming, Sweet Blindness, Hands of the Man, Stony End, and Blown Away in Order. Oh man, that's terrific. Let's hear the Laura Nero mashup. And when I die and when I'm dead dead and gone there'll be one child born and a world to carry 
to carry on.
Epic man, yeah, man, what a talent! You know, that was wild. And, and those songs, as you could hear, I mean, the, the groups that got them just said, "Hey, this we can't improve." No, on that. They, they're all close. That wow, uh, we'll just have a hit. You know, amazing. Oh, hey, Leo, what? Look, there's late breaking news coming in. Oh yes, yeah. Listen up. This is Chet Nutley, and this is David Winkley singing. Now back to Chet. This is Chet Nutley at Democratic headquarters, located. In the Here comes the president now. Well, hello there. Mr. President, have you any statement to make? And now to David at GOP headquarters. This is David Winkley at GOP headquarters, located in a haunted house. Senator Silverwater, what is the main difference between you and the president? Have you anything further to add? Oh, no. Now back to Chet. This is Chet at Democratic headquarters. Mr. President, how do you feel about living in the White House? I like it. I like it. Sir, what will you be doing throughout this campaign? Now, back to David. Uh, This is David at GOP headquarters. Senator Silverwater, what disturbs you most about the White House? I'm on the outside looking in. Senator, what have you been doing during the campaign? Now back to Chet. This is Chet again at Democratic headquarters. Mr. President, do you have a further statement? Yes, we know. But what else have you to say? Chug-a-luck, chug-a-luck. Sir, where do you plan to do most of your campaigning? Walking in the sand. Now back to David at GOP headquarters. This is David at GOP headquarters. One last question, Senator. Where do you plan to do most of your campaigning? In a little cafe, just the other side of the border. Good night, Senator. Good night, David. Good night, Arlene. Good night, John. Good night, Bennett. Good night, Dorothy. Good night, Sam. Good night, Mike. Good night, Max. Good night, Joe. Good night, Kate. Look out. Look out. Back up. We wouldn't want to uh, have them call the National Guard in on us or anything. (laughs) With your fixed bayonets. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take me a while to get that picture out of my brain. I know. That's crazy. I may have to put that on my calendar of events to attend. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think so. They'll have another reunion. Well, this is the part of the show where we uh, we just get right down and be- oh, we, we beg, beg yeah, uh, just people. Beg. You know, I mean, uh, to go to our website. You know, I mean, come as on. As a perfect example, here we are. We're talking about the Nova Chord, right? And I'm able to go back and go. Oh, we already put that on our that's, that's website. True. It's already there. If, if people are paying attention, it's relevant. It is re- to us. To us, yes, <laughs> yeah. As so many things are <laughs> that are irrelevant to everybody else. Okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, the uh, uh, the website for this show is thederrieres.com. We try to make that point very very clear. Right. Because otherwise it will be way too clear. Well, the, the most important part of that is the. the. Yeah. Exactly. If you forget it, uh, you'll never forget That's it. That's true. Yeah. That's right. Uh, which is not to tempt you to do anything. No, no. Just don't, don't just experiment yeah. like that. Yeah. We don't urge that kind of behavior. Right. Nope. And, of course, we have a, a different website for the band. Well, that's 3trailswest.com with the number 3 there on the front. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can read up and see what we're going to be playing and uh, you know what uh, what we've got to, to, in offerings, like stickers. And we've got a, yeah. a couple of albums up there. T-shirts. Stuff like T-shirts, yeah. you bet. So there you go. Well, if you go to either website, you're going to find a lot of content. content that's true. And, yeah. and if you look at it, we're pretty sure you'll be contented. contented. But, boy, you know, there's starting to be a bunch of There's a up, lot. So you could become confused, confused. in which case you should just... Contact, contact us, us, yeah, and we'll yeah. see uh, what we can do about it. Yeah, so. well, there's contact us tabs on both websites, and uh, or you could get right to us with our email addresses. Right. Yeah, mine is Roger, no D, at thederrieres.com. And mine is Leo, also no D, at thederrieres.com. Right. Right. Hey, you know what else, Leo? What? Well, if you go to thederrieres.com, go to the uh, Americana Roadshow tab. Exactly. And from there, you can listen to any of our past episodes. True. Or if you prefer, you could download them and listen to them at your leisure. But you could also just, you know, find them online. There's this place called Spotify. Well, there are. Yeah, there's actually, there's several places. Spotify is a good one. Spotify is the yeah. only one I know about. Well, it's oh, just... Leo. Well, there's also Stitcher. I don't think so. I think yeah, there's Stitcher. Well, there's Spotify though. Yeah, I mean, and there's also TuneIn. Yes, well, TuneIn starts with the T. Some people might go later. to TuneIn. You don't need to. And go of course, to that one. there's also Amazon Music. Amazon starts with an A, but it's not A level stuff. You got to go to Spotify. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But there's also iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Well, yeah. iHeart you too. Thank you. But it's got to it's got to be Spotify. <laughs> okay. All the way. okay, okay, that's fine. All right, as long as you go somewhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and don't tell me where to go. And don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> As our good buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowhere without the Derriers. Thanks, Mike. Thank we you, appreciate Mike. it. Okay, Leo, my goodness. I think it's back to you. Okay. This guy was born in July of 1908, and his name was Louis Jordan. Oh, wow. We haven't done anything, I don't think, with him. I don't think so. But it's kind of been on my, on my radar for a while. He, he, was, uh, he lived till 1975, by the way, and he was an American saxophonist, multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, band leader. And he, his main uh, popular uh, decade or decades were the 30s to the 50s, right? And his he was one uh, known as the king of the jukebox. Yeah. Right? I mean, he was all over the place. And part of the reason was that the way he did, he did his distribution uh, was that the company worked hand-in-hand hand with him. So when he was touring, he could arrange to have his songs on the jukebox in that town 25 or 30 days before he got there. That's marketing. That is marketing. Yeah, man. It, it, was, it was good That's stuff. That's awesome. But he also did a bunch of, like, 14 soundies, which is, we talked about those before. We have. Uh, little three, three-and-a-half-minute film things that, you know, played like a jukebox. Right? Yeah. But anyway, he got uh, started in big band and jazz, but um, he he became as an innovator popularizer of a style uh, called jump blues. Yeah. All right. 
And it's a real swingy, up-tempo, dance-oriented hybrid of jazz, blues, and boogie-woogie. And it's typically performed by smaller bands consisting of five or six players, which is kind of interesting because his bands, Louis Jordan's bands, had uh, a big sound for for small bands, right? Right. And um, the thing about this, uh, what he had a, his, let me get this right. His band was called the Timpani Five. And uh, he, uh, the guy named Gatemouth Moore, right? He said he was playing with five pieces. That ruined the big bands because he could play just as good and just as loud with five as they could with 17, and it was cheaper wow. to hire him that way. Well, sure. So he was only a commando guy. I mean, he's out there doing it. Wow. Anyway, uh, he ranks fifth among the most successful musicians of the period uh, from 42 to 1995. And so, um, in, in fact, from July 46 through May 1947, he had five consecutive number one songs holding the top slot for 44 consecutive weeks. So, wow. Very, very popular guy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Anyway, it's a great band, and uh, the, he did a, a lot of novelty songs. And in fact, this particular song was covered by a lot of people, but I think he did it as well as anybody. And it's called Open the Door, Richard. <laughs> On the corner the other day, that cat sure was booted with liquid. He was what? He was abnoxicated. He, he was, was what? He was inebriated. He, he was, was what? what? Well, he was just playing drum. Well, all right then. He sure was salty with the bartender. The bartender's trying to make him buy another drink. Zeke told the bartender, ain't no need of me buying no drinks when everybody else is buying them. I'm gonna drink to everybody's health till I ruin my own. Why, he don't know who he's throwing out of that joint. Why, I'll go back in that joint and take a short stick and bust it down to the ground. Open it down, Richard! But I hate to be caught out on the street like this because it makes you look so common. And I know I ain't common because I got class I ain't never used yet. But I guess I better get on in the house because I don't want my pastor to catch me out like this. Now look at that old woman across the street Done stuck her head out of the window Calling her sister Look at her hunching her sister saying Ain't that him? Ain't that him? Yes, it's me And I'm drunk again Open it down, Richard I know he's in there Cause I got on the clothes They can't throw him out Cause I owe just as much back rent here as he does Imagine that old woman charging us $3 a month and getting mad because we 12 months in the arrears. Come meet me last Thursday saying, ain't you boys going to give me some back rent? I told her she'd be lucky if she got some front rent. Open it down, Richard! Hey, Richard, open the door! Because I'm standing here scratching in my pants pocket and standing here groping in my coat pocket and standing here feeling in my shirt pocket and I can't find the key. Hey, open the door, Richard! Open the door, Richard! Open the door, 
riches Richard, why don't you open that door? Open the door, Richard! Open the door! That's great. That was one of the songs Dad used to sing. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Just that middle part. Yeah. Oh, that was it, yeah. The best part, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, back to you, Raj. Well, uh, I, I recently heard from our pal, Jason Beers. As if the show wasn't weird enough already. <laughs> you know. What do you talk to him for? I, ha- I-, I had this thought. I was just going to calm it down a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I thought, we're so deep anyway. We're, we're deep I'm on this I'm just going to stay in it. Yeah, might as well. Well, he, he sent me some information about a guy named Billy Strange. Billy Strange? Yes. Okay. So. Um, it sounds like a Jason thing. I mean. Well, it does. Yeah. And uh, the guy, he was a singer, songwriter, guitarist, and an actor. But most importantly, he was a session musician with the Wrecking Crew. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum and as a member of the Wrecking Crew in 2007. And, and I just want to give a little background here. He teamed up with Mac Davis to write several hit songs for Elvis, Elvis Presley, yep. including A Little Less Conversation, the theme from Charo, and Memories. He also composed the musical soundtrack for two of Presley's films, um, and he also wrote Limbo Rock, wow. which was recorded by the Champs and Chippy yeah. Checker, uh-huh. recorded arrangements of James Bond movie themes. Good grief. Um, and he did instrumental backing arrangement for Nancy Sinatra's uh, non-soundtrack version of You Only Live Twice. Wow. Um, something Stupid. He recognized by the Rockabilly Hall of Fame for pioneering contributions to the genre. Played with the Beach Boys, Sloop John B. Pet Sounds album. <laughs> Played guitar for Nancy Sinatra, Jan and Dean, The Ventures, Willie Nelson, the Everett Brothers, Wanda Jackson, Randy Newman, and Nat King Cole. Gee whiz. So the guy was an incredible talent. Walking in tall cotton. I'm not going to represent any of that. <laughs> uh, okay. Jason sent me some links of this stuff, and, but it, it, it pushed me in a little different direction. And I found this album called Billy Strange with the Mexicana Brass. And <laughs> we are so in the weeds, man. <laughs> the album was called In the Mexican Bag. It was from 1966. Now, they do a, a version of these boots are made for walking, which is just bizarre. But they, they do these call outs in the middle of they're calling out Nancy Sinatra and <laughs> stuff like that. It's just crazy. You don't hear all that much of Billy's playing, although he has a couple little solo parts, but it is just crazy and fun. And thank you, Jason, for pushing me down that uh, road. Billy Strange with the Mexicana Brass doing These Boots Are Made for Walking. Here's a little story about boots.
I'm taking my go-go boots off. <laughs> you put on your boots and I'll put on mine. <laughs> we'll go walking any old time. Oh, jeez. That was fun. That, that's pretty crazy. So what are you going to follow that with, Leo? Uh, probably nothing. I don't know. I feel like we, if we could, we'd just quit right now, you know? <laughs> but, but no, wait a minute. Let's just, let, remember we were talking about The Outsiders a little while ago? Yeah. And how they morphed into a band called Climax. Yeah. Okay, the band went on and did well. Uh, they had a song that sat in the, in the vault for a couple of years before one of the executives at the record company picked it up tested it in the market and it worked out really well and it's called Precious and Few oh yeah it was a great song 1972 so it's set for two years two years wow in a can and, and then uh, it peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 singles and uh, took turned to uh, number one uh, on the uh, cash box wow so anyway it's a great tune 1972 uh, this is Climax doing Precious and Few Precious and Few are the moments we two can share Quiet and blue like the sky, I'm hung over you. And if I can't find my way back home, it just wouldn't be fair. Precious and few are the moments we took in It's a good tune. It was. But we've been screwing around too much. We're, we, we are, are out, out of time. time. I wasn't watching yep, the clock at all. So we okay, got to. Uh, so it's my uh, your turn to throw the dart. I'll okay. Get the in the back there. Watch out for. Watch out. Okay, got it. Uh, it's on the ball. Okay. Okay. You get the dart. Start, uh, spoon drawer two. Okay. Oh, be careful. Okay. Got it. Okay. I got it. Get in the circle. Uh huh. You ready? Yep. Okay. One, two, three. Throw the dart, throw the dart. Oh, oh, we went Would down you, yeah, in uh, East Kentucky. Kentucky. 
Give me okay. the weird. Here's the weird town names in Kentucky. No doubt. What? Hippo. Oh, perfect. Hippo, Kentucky. We'll go there. All right, we're going to go there. Okay, Leo, crazy show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a crazy show. I can't hear, wait to hear what it sounds like. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but until then, uh, we're going to get out of here uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll do this again. This has been the Americana Roadshow right here on Truckers Radio USA. USA. And remember to look out behind you. It's the Dairy Air.